Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. We are back talking all things Mr. Robot season three finale. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. Hey, Will. Hey, Sarah. Hey, I'm doing better than I'm doing better than Santiago right now. <laughs> have you been waiting like all night to say that? I totally have been. <laughs> oh, God, I knew it. What a nerd. What a nerd. <laughs> And as you can tell from the laughter, because they don't know how to mute their mics, we have some guest hosts, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> Akira. Akira. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Good. And you brought a friend with you. I did. These are friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> We are friends now. We've been friends for a couple of months now on Twitter. Yeah. 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 And and who are you again? Um, I don't know. What's my name? Everybody keeps wondering what my name is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Grant, but I could be wrong. <laughs> hey, it's Grant. Uh, Grant. Grant Chang. Yes. Yes. Who is our insider, but can neither confirm nor deny very important information. Exactly. Because sure. I'm okay. dead. <laughs> <laughs> and how long are you going to be playing that card? Well, probably the whole time we're talking. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, the trick is to get actors who are still alive on the show. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I, well, when we booked when we booked Grant, he was he was still alive. You know, to, to me, it didn't sound like a booking. It just sounded <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> it's like Akira. Hey, good. Hey, it would be awesome if you if 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 you could get Grant to join us. And next thing I know, she's like, he he's joining us. I was like, wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel very special that you asked me. So. Yeah, well, we're, we're definitely. Yeah, sometimes sometimes yeah, every, you just gotta be bold like that. Take those chances. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're happy that we're happy to have y'all with us tonight. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here with y'all, nerds. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded bad. That was a bad delivery. I know. No, I love nerds. Nerds rule the world. Yeah. And it yeah, keeps going right, we do. and going. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I have a question, Grant. Um, were you a fan before the show, before you got involved with it? Um, so when I first auditioned for uh, Mr. Robot, it was just like, um, I really went in just uh, not knowing what would happen. It was just supposed to be like one or two lines um, in season two um and i booked it bd is a friend of mine but he didn't know and uh in the booking they're like oh you're comfortable with kissing a man and i was like yeah why not let's do this um <laughs> but i didn't know what show it was for um and so uh they were like it's it's a famous asian american actor and then i was like okay now i know um <laughs> So, uh, but I hadn't yet watched uh, Mr. Robot, um, and so once BD found, he was like, "Well, you gotta, you gotta watch it. You gotta right. watch the pilot, you know, at the very least." And so uh, I, I was like, because like everybody else, 
you, you hear the title Mr. Robot and you think, oh, it's a show about robots. Um, Never thought that. Never thought that. <laughs> Will and, did. Will did. No. no. <laughs> See how she treats me all. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I watched the first episode and then I was like, oh, oh, I have to watch the second one. And then I just kept watching and watching. And I was totally hooked. And, uh, you know, uh, it it was, it, yeah. And then that's how it started. So uh, I was a big fan of it. Um, and being on it, I was just like a, a big fan as well. Uh, and then uh, coming up to this season, season three, uh, which was, you know, I thought I was, I had the possibility of coming back to season three, um, maybe having a little more, but I didn't really know, like, how much more I would have or how, <laughs> like, maybe, maybe another scene or <laughs> something like that. But, uh, you know, it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So now what do you think the show is about? <laughs> <laughs> what do I? Well, not about robots. Obviously. Okay. I'm glad you learned that. Yeah. Um, I think uh, if I, the show is about saving the world. Oh, interesting. Mm. And also you did have like the best entrance this episode. I thought that, yeah. I, I did. I was watching and I'm like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> it was pretty badass. Um, so those glasses uh, weren't uh, originally there. Um, <clears throat> and Sam was like, he needs sunglasses. Because I, I, you know, and I was right. like, I don't have sunglasses. And we were like searching high and low and we found uh some uh, a PA sunglasses and she's like I have some sunglasses <laughs> we're like okay it's perfect it's great it works but yeah when I saw this scene I was like I kind of like giggled and laughed I was like wow I'm so cool <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> all right Akira we know you know everything and you can confirm a lot of stuff so what the heck just happened on the finale yeah, a lot of shit went down. That's what happened. Um, <sighs> some people um, are no longer with us. Um, we find out some things about, we get some answers, but also, as usual, those answers often lead to more questions. Um, and then, uh, as people, uh, Corridana has been saying uh, with the season, it's pretty much kind of taken, going to take it back to where it all started. So, We've definitely come full circle, I would say. I agree with this. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it, it was a, a, the like fire cell as far as characters is like. Damn, we like like we, we pretty much wiped the slate clean except for Elliot, Darlene, and Mister Robot. <laughs> as far as the four, and then I guess Angela and, and Price, but um, right. Yeah, the one thing that I saw that I noticed a lot this season. Um, especially with um, taking things back to where it all started, that definitely the further along we got into the season that they were um, in talking about episodes, I found a lot of moments where I was just, oh, well, this um, takes me back to this episode in season one. This <laughs> takes me back to this episode in season one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely a lot of all that. And, of course, now with the, the season finale, it's like, oh, well, that takes us back to this moment of season one. Yeah, a lot of that. So, but it's it's fun to see how it um how there's certain uh things that we find out in season three that mirror season one, 
Um, but again, it's just all coming from the great mind of Sam Esmail. I don't know how he does it, but he does it and continues to do it. I, I completely agree on that. Uh, Sam is a brilliant freaking genius. Um, uh, and so is the, the, the writing team that uh, works with him and stuff like that. Cause I, I don't, I've never ever seen a show like this before or, you know, that where you, people watch the show. I have friends who watch the show and they're like, I don't get it. I go, were you paying attention? Um, and they're like, and they'll say, uh, well, I was watching it while I was doing this and that. And I'm like, this is not the kind of show where you could just like, you know, like step away from or like fold your laundry and watch. You got to like give it its full attention because you will definitely miss um, details, you know, and um, everything is in the details, you know, down to like all the characters and the minor characters and, you know. It's a great show. It just it ca- it captures your uh, um, attention, and it, it's I you know I'm bragging because I'm on it or I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question yeah, for brag you. Brag all you want. Yeah, brag <laughs> all you want. I do have a question for you. Um, going back to episode one of season three and that very opening scene where um, that, that assumed that White Rose and Grant were at the Washington were they at Washington Township where we had yes. that big particle. So was that supposed to be some particle accelerator? Because as you know, this season, there were just so many theory spirals about people, you know, time travel and all that kind of stuff. Any, from your, you know, being on the show, anything insight you can give to us as far as what that actually meant? Um, they didn't really say what it was uh, when we were shooting <laughs> the scene. They never really give you that much information, but they did show us the graphics behind it. They're like, okay, and the camera will pull out, and this is what we see. And we're like, wow. And and we're like, uh, and it's it's a pre- preliminary kind of like graphics. It's not like so involved because that's computer generated and stuff. Um, uh, we're just on a, a stage, and then. It, and the camera pulls back and we can see the camera pulling back at us and turning the corner and that's it. Um, so, uh, we were just, you know, when, when me and BD saw it for the first time, we were like, wow, that's totally cool. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do do you think, do you have an idea or, I mean, I know you, they didn't tell you what it is, but the, what is your theory about what it is? Um, I I don't know how to as, as a person who watches the show as well and tries to figure mm-hmm. it out um you know I, I I don't know if I believe it has to do with time travel that's all I can say I don't think it does um right right yes you know, so there's a lot of speculation on that um but I don't I really don't know I'm not that smart. I just look smart. <laughs> so, that's, so that's what Irving meant by saying whenever he said to Grant, "Yeah, I was you yeah. before you before you were you." Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. somehow and somehow he was smart enough to figure out how to survive. <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting um, coming away from 
every episode and people will ask, um, oh, well, what did you think about this? Or do you have any theories? And I remember with it, well, it being like that all the way back in season one, um, podcasting and people trying to come up with theories and asking me if I had any theories. And I was just, um, it was, it's really hard to come up with theories. I think probably the only thing I could come up with, um, and this was as far back as episode three of season one, I just thought, okay, Angela's going to be much more involved in this than we think. I don't know how, but she just is. And I remember um, I was able to go to um, Nerd HQ that summer, and uh, Rami and Christian were having a uh, a panel, and um, I got to ask them about some theories, you know, what are their thoughts on some of the fan theories as well, and I mentioned that whole thing about Angela, so... Um, their reaction to that was a little bit interesting. So, and it's also been interesting to see Angela's journey. But um, I feel like with this show, and I guess just for me personally, I feel like I'm like if anyone wants to sit down and talk about the characters and analyze them, I could do that all day long. Um, but yeah, as far as coming up with theories, it's super hard for me. So, yeah, I totally feel you on that. Well, what's your theory, Sarah? Oh, I I think we talked about it before, Will, yeah. and it was more why why am I blanking on it? It's so, it's so that white rose. Simulation? Yeah, it's the simulation theory. Yeah. Because I agree that I don't think it's time travel, especially with everything Sam has said about it. So I'm going with the simulation theory. Although I was telling Will before that he had me convinced that <laughs> it was it would allow them to literally rewind time because of a direct message he sent you guys the other night and I hadn't watched the show yet so there was yeah, that there, yeah we, we have we have our we have time zone problems with our with our conversations because Sarah's in Alaska I'm in North Carolina so oh yeah. nice yeah so Alaska wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pain because um, it's so it's so hard with the show if you're not on the East Coast watching it because all of season one I was in LA mm-hmm. and um, it was so hard having to you know hide your phone hide your laptop and you know just in this society where you're just your 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 phone is glued to your hand and you're just like okay I could check Twitter but I know I'm gonna see a bunch of spoilers yeah. if I look at it right yeah. right. Yeah. It was it was it's funny with what Grant was saying earlier about how this this type of show requires your full attention. And for me, I watched half of this episode before I went to work this morning and the other half of this episode first thing when I got home because I knew we were we were recording um, right away. So I don't know how you did that to yourself. That's torture. Yes. Especially with this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's that. But okay, so speaking about this episode though, correct me if I'm wrong. Um I know I understand what we went full um circle and the 59 hacked has been reversed. But does that mean that White Rose can't go through with what her current ploy is and moving th- that machine to the Congo? I don't know if you remember that scene where um, I and Rami were like kind of on screen together, but he was um, he was screaming right. at White Rose that he will help her get uh, to the Congo. Yeah. Uh, yes. Right. So I think um, 
whatever information that was pulled from his laptop or or that Leon got, you know, is mm-hmm. is 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 you know going to play a role in the next season somehow. So I think yes, they'll reverse five nine, but uh, White Rose will definitely have um, continued her project. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was a little bit worried because I I'm fine with the idea of going full circle, but I don't want to I want some forward movement and it'll be interesting to see um, how upset if if upset at all um, White Rose is about five nine now um, actually not happening. And actually, more importantly, um, how will the reverse of 5-9 affect Tyrell being appointed the new CTO of E Corp? Well, it seems that mm-hmm. I mean, it seems that because of the 5-9 being reversed, it seems that Ecoin and you know, Ecore has been able to will be able to consolidate more power or sh- or shift things back towards. You know, from from White Rose back to Price. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, either Tyrell's going to play a very integral part, or he's just going to, you know, or he's just going to be, you know, if, if you recall, the, when when Tyrell, Price, and Mister Robot were in Tyrell's condo, it was, you know, it was very clear that you know Price is just basically like Tyrell, you're just a puppet, you know, speak when spoken to. Right. So. Uh-huh. Well, what I kind of got from it is that, um, and again, with the same grant that you brought up, um, where you, you mentioned that um, 5-9 basically served its purpose for, for the Dark Army and White Rose. So um, with that, um, I don't really think that reversing 5-9 is going to affect them either way because um, her project is still going to get um, moved to the Congo. Um, but if anything, I think that Elliot has definitely, like... Um, is able to now see things more clearly in terms of who his target is. And as he was saying towards the end of the, towards the end of the episode, um, the people that um, he should have been targeting all along have revealed themselves. And what I have found over the course of watching the show so far, it's that um, even back again, going back to season one, um, it was, you know, easy to paint Tyrell as the villain that, um, that we were fighting um, pretty much because he pretty much um, essentially represented um, what evil corp was. Mm -hmm. But then we've learned more about him and his story. And it's now that um, he's basically able to join forces with Elliot slash robot again, this time to actually take down the top 1% of the top 1%. And then also as the story has progressed, it's pretty much, you know, we've seen anyone that's really the true puppet master is White Rose. So if any, so if Elliot's really going to target anyone, I see it to be White Rose. Right. Yeah. And and I've been on Team Tyrell from the beginning. I knew he wasn't that crazy. I mean, he is crazy, but he's not <laughs> that crazy. You don't think he's that crazy? He's not. Really? He's not Irving he? level crazy. 
Oh, I think oh. given the right circumstances, he could be. He could be. I think given the right circumstances, I mean, he could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, he almost. He, uh, okay, we're talking about a man here who like you know gets rubber gloves on and goes you know goes out beats up homeless people. I mean, he's. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, Irving, I saw you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so to all of those points, which they were all fine. Isn't that kind of what the show does, though, is that given the right circumstances, anybody, any character on the show can do um, be the worst, um, bring out it can bring out the worst in them. Definitely. Definitely. But I think the difference is, though, I mean, Elliot, yeah, he, you know, had the worst. I don't know. You know, clearly he didn't think that it was going to be the 70 plus buildings, but I mean, he. You know, he felt genuine remorse after all that went down. Whereas, you know, Tyrell, Irving, and everyone else is just like, oh, that, you know, F it. I'm, you know, they do it, they move on. I feel like that affected Angela more than it affected Elliot, but I could have missed something. Well, I mean, clearly, yeah, I mean, it did, but, but I, but I think it was just out, it, maybe just how White Rose had manipulated her. To mm-hmm. you know, to serve serve his end, her ends, right? But here, I mean, do you really think that White Rose manipulated her or told her the truth? Um, I think that, and I think that White Rose told her what she needed to hear. But then again. Something was revealed in that conversation that got her to just go all in that there had to be something. Otherwise, Angela would not go all in as she did. Um, But that was also something that I tried to look into. Um, You know, this like she basically kind of just developed this cult like follower type of um, uh, behavior. Yeah. yeah, but hey, yeah. Yeah. she drinks the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yes, like, thank you for, like, when words escape me. Um, yeah, like, she just um, developed that behavior, so that was just something that, uh, from time to time, I would look into um, and just see um, how someone like White Rose could find something of her and or any type of fo- or any follower and just prey on that and manipulate that to their advantage and um, finding that sense of comfort that that person needs and once they know that they're able to manipulate them into getting what they want out of them so yeah i enjoy, i enjoyed watching it and i just i'm looking forward again to seeing what went what else went on during that 28 minute conversation <laughs> yeah. you are obsessed with that 28 minute conversation sarah and i had a conversation that you know, in episode in a in episode four, three of season four, we'll, we'll we'll have you know just like with Tyrell, we'll have that moment uh, with with Angela and White Rose in season four. Hmm. Well, I will be watching, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we will go behind. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm go gonna, right I'm, go I'm right gonna ask it. <laughs> Do you really believe that White Rose is evil? 
Uh, I remember see, uh, on 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 Unmass, um, Cecilene made asked us that same question of whether we thought White Rose was a terrorist or a savior, and um, yeah, I ended up saying that she was a savior, but then also uh, Cecilene was like, "Okay, you have um, Leon's knife at your throat, make a decision," <laughs> because I wanted a third option. Uh, again, because there's that duality amongst all the characters. But yeah, when forced to pick a side, I was like, savior. <laughs> <laughs> what well, about you, Sarah? Will? I'm, I'm, uh, no, I, Will can go first. Will can go first on this one. Um, I'm still formulating my response. Yeah, I was, I was. So if you look at, I mean, White Rose, which persona, you know, you know, and I didn't think about this until now, but, you know, White Rose and General Zang, Zang, Zang are kind of parallels between Elliot and Mr. Robot. I have told you that before. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, okay. Well, it's, it, it, yeah, it, well, it came, it came back to me tonight, so, so thank you, sir. <laughs> Came back to you full circle. Full yeah, circle, yeah. yeah. And, and you and, conveniently and, didn't record that conversation, did you? <laughs> I did. Uh, it might be in the archive. Anyway, but, continue. <laughs> but um, but as Sarah rightly pointed out, and it just I just it just didn't strike me until we were having this conversation. Until you posed the question, Brad. Um, if I'm looking at White Rose, maybe you know she is a savior. Saving, trying to save. The economy saved the world from from evil core. So or maybe just save the world from themselves. And from themselves, exactly, and by extension themselves. And you and, and utilizing Elliot as her pawn to do that. So my take on it is I don't know if it's necessarily a savior complex or yeah complex, or if it's um, more of a terrorist ideology. I think. And I was thinking about this tonight when I was finishing watching the finale. And correct me if I'm wrong, but in season two, did um, did he mention having a sister at one point? Yes. And when um, when um, as Zhang uh, talking to Dom, he said that there was a sister, but Dom later revealed in that episode um, he doesn't have a sister. Okay. Okay, because that made I, I for some reason I remember that conversation a little bit, and I was thinking about how with Angela and with Elliot, who are both so manipulated throughout this entire show, um, and their manipulation comes from their grief and the loss of someone, and so I could see how in the writing they're trying to um, create that foil with White Rose. And the idea that um, she has also lost someone dear to her who she is desperately and obsessively trying to reconnect with um, through this whole plan. And um, this reminds me so much of what happened with The Leftovers, um, which had a very similar 10,000 foot level view of this issue. But at the end of the day, it was all about um, your grief and what mourning is like. So. I, I, I want to think that it's not as um, I want to I, I like the intimacy that this finale had. And I think um, for them to continue that um, it's not like White Rose wants to overtake the world. It's more that there's a more um, internal motivation that is very, very human 
and very similar to a lot of the other characters that are shown throughout um, the series. Hmm. That oh, that was interesting. Yeah, I agree. I totally. Um, that was pretty good, Sarah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> We can stop recording right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get on a high note. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite part of uh, the finale? Me or Will or Akira? Uh, <laughs> or all three. <laughs> Why don't we go with Akira and then Will and Sarah. Sarah. Right. So she can for- formulate her thoughts on this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, well, yeah, I just keep going back to um, Santiago getting axed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, again, because when the characters um, have their moments where they make you hate them, oh, they they just always deliver. So yeah, Grant knows. Um, like, yeah, I was just ready to go through my TV, and it wasn't just what he was doing in this, in the finale is other stuff from, um, throughout the season. But yeah, last night I was ready to go through my TV and just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but, but, um, but then Bobby got to him first. So. <laughs> I like literally, I literally jumped out of my chair. It was like, Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Cause I was really, well, yeah. Not just yeah. Yeah, so with that, I was just, I'll just stay on this side of the TV and just, you know, let you have at it. You know, you look like you got a lot of stuff you want to get out there. <laughs> wow. What about you, Will? Um, so I guess I have to do one and one A. So uh, I like Akira, definitely the, the whole sequence where they were at the farm. And I was really worried. I, you know, going into that scene, I was really worried. I was worried that this was it for Dom, um, mm. because I felt um, I felt earlier, and I even tweeted it during while we were, while while I was watching the episode. Else, I felt there was an earlier moment where I was like, um, I think I was like, I think this is it for Santiago, or maybe or, or for Dom. But then, uh, and I went back and retweeted the thing. Nope, I guess I was wrong. It was still Santiago. Um, but I was worried for her in that moment, but it was just, the tent, it was just so, uh, that scene was just, had just so much going on in it. it. Just the intensity, uh, Bobby just, you know, as Irving just, um, yeah, you know, getting axed, taking his shirt off, and then after he did the deed, it's just like, I gotta collect myself. I'm like, oh, like yeah. it was just so chilling, and just like, so sadistic as far as like, you know, when he was persuading Dom to join the White Army, he was like, it wasn't gonna be a straightforward, like, you know, just do it, Tom, like Santiago was trying to encourage her. He was just, mm-hmm. like, pulling out all her, like, intimate details, which, you know, as we've seen throughout the season, Dom is very careful about herself and, you know, very close. Mm-hmm. And he was just yeah. pulling all kinds of things out about her and just, like, each time just taking a whack at Santiago's corpse. <laughs> it was just... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, um, um, lead, leading up to that scene, um, when they're in the car driving over to, uh, I guess the compound we can call it. Yeah. Um, his, what he was saying definitely just foreshadowed what was going to happen, um, in terms of Dom. 
And, you know, because that whole conversation of, you know, you're not you're, how naive you are. That's, you know, mm-hmm. huge and refreshing um, and saying, well, if you only knew what, you know, what they were capable of or what they could what power they have over you. And it was just well, of course, I got it um, during the second watch. Um, basically, like, yeah, it was, you know, laying the groundwork for what we were about to see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. So. Well. Oh, I was just going to say, I didn't get my 1A. My 1A. My 1A was just, real quick, it's just Elliot and Mr. Robot in the subway station. Just uh, the moment. What does 1A mean? What do you mean 1A? I ha- well, I mean, I can't do, I, you know, Kira has Santiago, so. Okay, I have two, too. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to call it 1A and 1B. I have runner-up and, like, my real favorite moment of the episode. My, my runner-up. Um, favorite moment is actually the scene between Grant and Irving towards the end where Irving basically says like you remember you're you're where I was and I've done my time um that I love Irving so much as a character that that just makes me that much more curious about him and his history with the dark army his history with White Rose and his own loyalty um to her and her overall vision and um, it also reminded me about how um, it kind of plays on this idea that everybody has their part and and White Rose being the master manipulator um, is always pulling the strings and making people dance and perform the way that she needs and wants them to. And it's like that self um realization that Elliot has towards the end. I'm losing my train of thought as I'm going. Um, So I'm just going to jump to my real favorite moment of the episode or my most favorite, um, which was Vera. Fucking love Vera. (laughs) Vera came back. Vera came back, yep. So season one, he brought so much context for me and such, like, expanded the universe. And he was in such a short amount of time, but he had a great impact on Elliot and the story as a whole. And he feels like the antithesis of White Rose um, because he's not about um, he he's much more free spirited and not as confined. But he also has his own power um, and his own perspective. And there's this this mythologic mythology associated with Vera. And I mean, he calls himself the traveler. So I just I love that they're reincorporating him back into the story. And um, it was to quote White Rose, it was the perfect timing for that to happen. So those were mine. What about you, Grant? Having actually been in the show and. And you can't choose your own, Grant. (laughs) (laughs) But also being a fan. Um, I really have to think about that one (laughs) um i love the axing scene i loved it i loved every part of uh irving axing (laughs) i was laughing and cringing at the same time and i was like yes and then uh uh grace gummer was just really great in that scene um i just love that scene so much uh bd did too Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually also kind of reminded me of um, the uh, Careful Massacre um, short horror that yeah. uh, 
they made in uh, during season two, um, yeah. for mm-hmm. just hacking away at the guy's head. Yeah. <laughs> so I went, Irving is just, all right, I need to center myself. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going away. I'm like, right. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Cannavale, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, what? He's I mean, super nice. He touches. He's just like, how, how does he do it? Mm-hmm. And he's super nice. Huh. He really is a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how was that playing? When, when, yeah, just getting into you know playing the scene and stuff. How, how whenever you guys had that interaction and, and, and doing that uh, particular scene, um, and especially you know you was being White Rose's assistant and having to react to what Irving said to 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 Grant. Uh, about being the assistant before you. Right. Last night they they posed that question on me on The Verge. Did you guys watch it? You probably didn't watch I'm, it. It was I'm too in, late. I'm, yeah, the after show. Yeah, yeah. The after I, saw, show. I saw I saw a few minutes of that the after great, show. Great. Yeah. No, I mean it was late. I'm not that. I'm not knocking the show. I love the show. I watch it like every episode. But like you know, oh, I missed. Um, I, I did watch a little bit of it, but I, I, did, I, I missed your answer there. So. Um, but no, well, I was so tired. I, I was saying, I, I was, uh, you know, the night before I didn't get any sleep and I had a full day of working and then like, you know, then they, they, they only asked me the day before and I didn't really know, um, secretly I, um, <laughs> but I really wanted to go on it cause I was like, oh, if I've gone on the after show, I really mean something. <laughs> um, Third. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, they posed that question um, uh, for doing that scene. Obviously, it was the f- it was like the first time I I've ever met Bobby, um, and uh, you know it's basically you get there and you're like, oh hi, nice to meet you, nice to meet you, and then you just go at it, right? Uh, people think that scenes are rehearsed a lot, but really they're only like kind of rehearsed like once or twice, but mostly for camera work and how one can shoot it and one for lighting. So it's all for the technical part of it. And then you just go, you just do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, Sam steps in if he, uh, has some, uh, specific direction that he wants it to go into. Um, but you know, I was saying Bobby was super nice. He was very respectful because in the script, you know, he's supposed to like grab my face and pull me in and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, but he, you know, he's super respectful, you know, so he grabbed my face, but it was like not so hard. <laughs> or he kind of, like, he started like, it was like almost like maybe the first once or twice it's like he was like trying to look like he was like gonna gonna crush my face with his fingers but he didn't want to hurt me and then finally like even though i didn't like you know i don't um we're not like besties or something we just met you sound like besties (laughs) (laughs) yeah i tried i tried i tried with everybody sarah you're my new bestie um what (laughs) <laughs> and so Will, that is not true. No. <laughs> Will's my new bestie now too. Hey, all right. Um, there yep. you go. So, I don't know about Kira. She has this is bringing back life. bad tri- childhood memories right now. So let's <laughs> move forward. <laughs> but um, but at the end of the day, he was. I was just. I you know. I said to him. I was like, listen. You can do whatever you want. 
you, uh, be as physical as you want, and that's fine with me, you know? And then so he was like, okay, great. And he stuck his finger in my mouth, right? So that was... <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, it's that, you know, when that I see, well, actually, I have to see last, yeah, that's <laughs> it's funny with but, that scene. I almost expected Grant to like, whenever, especially after what, what Irvin just told him, I, I have to, you know, I was hoping, I thought the scene was going to end up with you, like shoot them in the back or something like that. <laughs> I know everybody was saying like, oh, here comes Grant. Somebody's going to die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I thought, I thought Grant was going to take out Irvin, but wow, I guess, that's yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh, he's like, you know, Irvin's just walking away all confident and cocky, and I'm like, it's like the perfect, you know, it's like the perfect Dark Army move, just like, just off him in the back. Nope, he was only there to take out himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to answer that question, I think it was a big surprise to Grant to hear that information. Um, and he didn't know about it. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what about your scenes with uh, Rami? Because you guys had, you know, the previous episode, you had the scenes on the on the lawn there, and um, and then of course the very intense moment there when you know Elliot's like, I know White Rose is watching this, and you know you got the cell phone, and you know you get the call, and um, yeah, you know Akira's heard the story, but that day was a very long day, and that was actually. Um, you know, once I got, uh, that was the, that was a huge scene to do, you know, every, everybody involved and stuff. Um, and it was hot, it was in the summer, you know, um, uh, and, but Rami, Rami was great. He was all, you know, he's all in all the time, like all in. He really, every take, every single take, he's going to go for it no matter what, even if he's not on the camera, uh, you know, he's not being shot as an actor. He, you know, he really, you know, gives it his all to give you everything you need to do your, uh, you know, to do your thing and stuff like that. So he's he's great. He's fantastic. All of everybody, the entire cast and crew, like, um, so respectful. And we all, you can feel that everybody loves Mr. Robot. We love this show so much. We're going to do everything we can to give the best performance um that that we can give and you know just and to make sure it looks exactly how it's supposed to look awesome that's great yeah Yeah. akira so we got some other revelations this episode and like some they they tied a few bolt uh bows i don't know what i'm saying anymore they they made i got some closure on a few things i'm gonna say it like that (laughs) because there's this there's a certain memory that we've been speculating on since way back in season one and we finally got quote-unquote confirmation about it Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts about how um darlene confirmed that elliot jumped out that window and his dad didn't actually push him yeah um that's just been something that um, that story, especially in this season, it's just been something that you had to just go back and revisit. Um, and it's just, yeah, you're just sitting there wondering, like, okay, we hear, like, we heard how the relationship was between Elliot and um, Edward. And um, 
you know, to think that it would get that bad that El- that Edward would push him out of a window and you're just, hmm, okay. Um, because also, um, uh, towards the end of season one, uh, there was that confrontation again between Elliot and yep. um, Edward and, uh, or Mr. Robot then. And, uh, Mr. Robot is telling Elliot, you know, um, you, you know, you felt that you deserved it. It, it wasn't at me. It was at you. So basically, as Sam has been saying, like he's, you know, they tend to foreshadow things and not really hide things that the clues are all there. If we just look hard enough. Um, so, yeah, so definitely even going as far back again, going back to season one <laughs> with uh, Robot telling Elliot, it was, all, you know, it wasn't me. It was you. Um <laughs> Yeah, and then to get this, and even in season, even towards the begin, begin, almost towards the middle of season three, um, when Elliot is telling Krista the story um, with the snowman, and then uh, mm-hmm. saying well, that was also the day that he pushed me out the window, and Chris and Krista confirms, no, you never told me this story, and even it was even interesting watching that, watching Ed. Edward watching Elliot in that moment um, because you're just thinking, okay, notice how he always tells the story to people who weren't there when it Mm -hmm. happened, but then he brings it up to Darlene and then she just asks them, you know, do you want to talk about it? And of course, going back and going back and looking back on it now, you're just, of course, you know, Darlene had to have been there. Um, right. You know, never talk. He never talks about it with anyone who is there to confirm what actually happened. So upon hearing that he jumped, it definitely does make sense. And then again, it also goes back to what we saw in season one when we're looking at the video footage of Elliot on uh, the pier, um, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and we see him jump um, yep. more or less. So, yeah, so it definitely confirms all that. I feel that, although, again, like I say, when you get answers, you only have more questions. So, again, I'm like, okay, well, what happened in what happened between um, Elliot and Edward beforehand that made him jump out the window? Yeah. So. Oh, okay. More questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, see, my more questions was more along the lines of, so was that the mental break or were... Are there um, oddities in Elliot's memories that he just hasn't indicated before and he still has to realize that that's actually not how it went? And Mm -hmm. Darlene has to confirm that. I love that line that Darlene has, by the way, about Mm -hmm. her being there to be his memory. Yeah. I thought that was a great note, especially because early on in the season, he points out that Darlene is actually a trigger for him. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's, there's a lot in that history, which again, reminds me of something that, um, White Rose told Angela during that interrogation scene about, um, people, history playing a role, like the past playing, like we're at the intersection of the past and the future. And that's what it, that's what the present present is. Um, and, and. Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. Will help. <laughs> <laughs> You're on, Will. Ask a question. <laughs> ask a question. Help. So, well, I think it goes to your. I know. I think I have the term unreliable narrator. 
that mm-hmm. Elliot is. And uh, and I was as I was listening to your, the dialogue here, I was thinking about a line that Darlene said during the the subway ride, which was, you know, you were Elliot was freaking out about something. That gets to your point, sir. Where when was that mental break that caused Elliot to, you know, be, create the friend that has been the you know, that he's been narrating to, you know, since day one. And, um, and, you know, was it, you know, find out that Edward had cancer or, you know, you know, that, you know, because we go, you know, we had that flashback to the, to the night when they went to go see the movie at, uh, Back mm-hmm. to the Future, if I recall, um, um, two at the theater. Um, and, you know, you had that moment there. Was that the incident? You know, I guess I was trying to figure out, you know, timeline wise, when did the when did Elliot jump out the window versus when he you know found out about his dad having cancer and and again and, and great Mr. Robot fashion they that you know presented more more questions and answers for to be to be solved. Also, it kind of um, again put me you know hearing that he jumped it you know thinking that um, the relationship that um, Elliot and Edward had you know. Um, I mean, I've said on a few occasions, you know, with this, with the characters dealing with such a great loss, um, one that pretty much shakes you, you know, shakes you to your core and basically it was just completely um, disrupts your whole world. Um, Taking, um, it kind of put me also again, hearing more dialogue about it, but here it put me more back in the mind of um, Elliot in season three, wanting to go to the um, going towards um, Coney Island and trying to kill himself then. So it kind of makes me wonder, was he trying to do that to, you know, not deal, I guess, with the aftermath of that of his father going, you know, eventually going to die? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I can't answer any of these questions. <laughs> I get so confused anyway. Um, sometimes. <laughs> Because I knew everything that was going on, uh, I would watch it. And I was like, didn't this happen already? Didn't this question get answered already? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I realized it's because I already, you know, sat through the whole table read. And I was kind of like, <laughs> am I watching a rewind? Like, I, I literally was like, I couldn't, yeah. So, but. So, take, yeah, take us to some of the, the back table reads and as far as just the interaction with you know, with the cast there, just, you know, as y'all are seeing, you're, you're going through this and you're, you know, you're obviously, uh, can't disclose it at the time, but, um, wanting sure, to, I mean, um, um, what's your yeah. reactions as far as like, God, my character's doing what? I mean, yeah, just take us through that. Well, yeah, because when I, I was at the table, first of all, like how intimidating is it to like be at a table read with all these wonderful actors and um, you know the one I, the one actor I did like really know and gravitate towards, obvious because we're friends. BD um, wasn't at the table read, so I just was in a room full of like people I didn't know, um, and I had a lot of anxiety because I was like, uh, we're gonna start reading the scripts, and um, but I haven't seen any of it, so I was like, oh, so I'm like completely not prepared to. Uh, you know, I didn't know where my character was going. I didn't know he had such a, a big role. Um, but, you know, I didn't know anything. And then I'm just there sitting there, little old me. And I'm like, you know, you hear your name like and Grant walks into the room and you're like, oh, oh, that's me. 
<laughs> you know, I'm like sitting next to Christian Slater. Hi, man. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, nice to see you. Yeah, great. Um, you know, um, uh, so it, it's, you know, every, and what I'll tell you the table read, right? So, so the series regular uh, uh, people have seen some, like they, they get like some of the uh, scripts before beforehand so they can like look at it or read or they know some things uh they actually know a lot more than i would know as a guest star so guest stars coming in and we're sitting around uh the table we know nothing we've never seen anything we don't know anything that's going on so it's pretty nerve-wracking it's exciting and nerve-wracking you know uh um uh, to be a part of that but i will uh say that the last two episodes um nine and ten nobody uh, got a chance to see it at all so we're all sitting there and everybody's just like like as as we're reading it we're like shit fuck oh my god what you know that mm-hmm. and um it, it was a fun time i don't know if i answered your question yeah that's exactly what i was what i was wanting to know is just, you know we you know we, we as the audience can you know sit back and you know, uh, enjoy the you know you doing your craft but uh this sort of you know one of the things we like to sometimes get into as a show is just the behind the behind the scenes kind of, right. um, you know, as as the actor portraying the character and and, and and you know, what are you you know, what what motivations or what things you know will will, will drive you to you know, you know portray that you know play that particular part play that scene. Right, right, right. Honestly, I was just sitting there. I was like, please don't stumble on the words when you say them. Please don't um, sound like a total dork and, you know, be terrible at it. That that was my concern. I was like, during the table read, I was like, please sound cool, Grant. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> so. I was, I was, I was, I was thrilled to find out that I did all that stuff. It's funny, like, we're reading it and we're like, oh my God, somebody died. Oh my God, somebody died, right? And then, like, it's getting toward, it's like the finale and we're reading that. And, uh, and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to make it to the next season. (laughs) You know? And, uh, like, certain, we have other readers who read various parts and and they'll play all the smaller parts uh, during the, table read um they're like oh you're totally gonna make it you're totally gonna make it and then you know shooting myself in the head (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, one other question that i had um i didn't get to ask it during unmask um so as much as um you know as actors and our characters we always um develop um as much as you know develop that character's backstory um, did Sam um, have that information? Um, have some details of that information for you, or um, no. did he leave you up to your devices to create that backstory? Yeah, um, he doesn't. We don't. We didn't even. He didn't uh, discuss it at all. Honestly, okay. yeah, it was just all up to the actor, I guess. So, so- <clears throat> Unless if you veered off. Uh, greatly, he would say something, but okay. So what is so? Does uh, to pick up on Akira's point then? So what if what if anything have you developed as far as a backstory for for Grant, and how do you think he became his 
in its place in the white Ar- in the dark army. Um. He can neither yeah. confirm nor deny <laughs> the backstory. Right. I can't. Like, personally, as the actor, you know, I mean, this is just, like, um, you know, I, I, yeah, I've thought of many, 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 many backstories and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, I came away. I don't know. What do you think Grant is? Do you? think grant is a really evil character did you hate him that much or were you happy to see him die you know i'm curious on like what what you guys think about that and then i can answer so Um, that you can steal our answers (laughs) (laughs) i see what you did there yeah and sarah since you you spoke up first sarah go right ahead and answer (laughs) um you know it's again it's not that these characters are evil outright i think given the right circumstances um the they allow they're their own worst villains and um that was proven in this episode where yes it was white rose who decided that grant would have to die in this episode at this time but it was because of his own jealousy over Elliot that has been clouding his judgment for so long and not allowing him to see the full picture and see um, the potential, even the potential within the madness of Elliot Alderson. Um, and, and that really was his um, caused his own fate. So I don't I don't think that it was like he's outright evil it wasn't like santiago everybody wanted santiago to go because he was a weasel yeah but was he i mean he was was, i mean he was but why was he because here here and i think i mean i like the writers but if they did make a misstep i would have to say it is fully um making santiago's motivations for being a mole in the fbi um more apparent um, they they hinted at it and it having to do with I think his mom and a sickness she had, um, but they never fully made you empathetic towards him. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Were you happy to see Grant go, Sarah? <laughs> it's it's not that it, I was happy to see Grant go. It's more that um, I'm not sure where he would have gone in season four. Hmm. Okay. So I think, I mean, and I, I'm sure ac- actors love to work. Um, so you never want to see your character die. At the same time, as a viewer, often we see characters get um, deteriorate when they stay beyond their welcome. And I mm-hmm. think you were given the the appropriate amount of time in the story to be involved. And if White Rose gets her way, as she always does, you're going to come back again down the line. What do you think, Will? So, uh, just listening to Sarah, I think there was more to explore there with with, with Grant. Uh, and picking back the episode, uh, the previous episode, um, where Grant plays that role of it seems to be not only um, you know trusted aid, but also White Rose's conscience and conscious sometimes and confidant, um, hmm. because you know. Whenever she just like lost it, you were there. You know, Grant was there to to help her get pulled back and get centered and get focused on on, on the mission. 
Um, so, and, and the bigger picture. And so, you know, that moment when she decides that Grant needs to sacrifice himself, this seemed, again, like a very, you know, irrational moment for someone who is always so precise. And it seemed that Grant, the role of, it seemed, it seemed that, that Grant's role throughout the season has always been that, that, that influence to, like, keep her focused. And so, you know, maybe, um, you know, so I, I think it was a premature um, this fit that she had that caused that she will, will maybe come to regret down the road. Well, see, that's interesting, Will, because I would argue that her decision in this episode was actually her most rational because before we were talking about how she decided to move up her timeline because she wanted to get back at price. And that was really irrational and out of character for her because she is so precise with all of her moves. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like this was kind of putting, putting everything in perspective where she's, she's getting her way, but, um, she's realizing that um, to fully win this game and to play out this hand, she, she has to lose something. And so I would argue that it was actually rational for her to do that. Fair point. Hmm. Mm, Akira. <laughs> You're doing great at hosting Grant. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I, as an, as the actor, I gen, genuinely love hearing these things and you can be completely honest and open. You could just be like, I hate, I hate it, Grant. I'm glad he's fucking dead. You know what I mean? I, I don't care. Um, you know, everybody, you know, I love hearing the, I, because I'm in it. And even as I watch it, right. Uh, mm -hmm. as, as everyone else is watching it, I don't really have that perspective because I'm already clouded because I'm, right. you know, I know what's going on, you know, um, You're so towards yourself. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I actually hate watching myself. Uh, but Akira. Yeah. Um, well, because also because, uh, you, we're on, we tweet at each other a lot. Um, so yeah. It's, oh, I was, uh, I started tearing up. Like, I saw it, that it was coming, um, with, in the cut, the cut, the shots, um, cutting to the, the camera that's watching everything unfold, and you're just, okay, White Rose is watching this, and Leon gets a buzz on his phone, and, yeah, and even it was, um, um, there was some sort of underlying of that, even back in the first episode of the season, where it's like, okay, um, you know, are you sure you want to tell White Rose this? And I even remember saying uh, when White Rose was losing her shit, or as I like to call it, she was redecorating. That was going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, real, sorry, real fashion redecorating. Yeah. Of course. Um, so in that moment, I was just like, I was almost wanting to hide, like start making myself camouflage because I was scared that she was going to kill you right then and there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I teared up a bit, um, and I mean, because all these characters, I mean, I always say that with Mr. Robot, there are no small parts, even more so with Mr. Robot, because all the characters are so layered, and everybody plays, a, everyone plays, um, plays a part in what the whole big picture is. Um, R.I.P. Shayla. 
Sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I always think that there's more to explore um, with the characters. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I get why it had to happen. Um, so, but just like everyone else that has left the Mr. Robot world, it's just, it's pretty much, it is what it is. Okay. Um, your character has served this time for now. And I hope that in some way, shape or form, I can see you again in a flashback or, yeah, or it's, um, even like they did with Shay, uh, uh, with Shayla, um, there was a, what was it? It was like a, a, a virtual, uh, thing, I think. It was a thing. It yeah, happened. But it was a good thing. So. It was a good thing. It was a yeah. thing. I was wondering why there was that DM about you tearing up. I'm like, what? And I was oh, watching it. Oh, yeah, but but see, me. I'm dead inside. So <laughs> I, I felt no emotion. There's only one fandom thing that will get Sarah to a yeah, but um, but yeah, but with and again with Santiago, I mean, yeah, I was kind of like, okay, he. I even said after the episode where we saw Santiago uh, revealing what happened with Joanna and um, Tyrell and their baby, I was just Tyrell could kill him, and I really wouldn't care. Yeah, you know, I would be fine with it. Um, mm-hmm. but to see Santiago, well, I mean, and Bobby and uh, Irving did it, and I was still like, okay. Um, I mean, I get, I mean, I get that there's, with the characters, there's always something to, um, make them, to make you have some sort of sympathy for them. Um, I'm not sure I'm there yet with Santiago. Maybe on a couple of rewatches, I might be able to get there. Or again, maybe with, maybe in a flashback, they might reveal how he became the mole of the, of the dark army. Um, lame. Don't do that. And all these other characters, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to make it. But then again, but then again, at the same time, with the show being grounded in reality, that there are people that do things in this world that you just will probably never feel any sympathy for. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's pretty much how I feel about Santiago. That is just like, yeah, the situation with your mom, I'm sure is bad, but you still kind of do some shitty shit and a shitty person. Yeah. 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 He he was, to me, he was not a very redeemable character at all. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions, Grant? (laughs) No, this is great. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I I always have a lot of questions. Uh, No, I'm just like, um, this has been a lot of fun. I'm, I, I, I love your insight. Every one of you have has a very different point of view, uh, which is really nice to hear. Okay, so then who is more right? <laughs> Sarah, it's not about that. But it kind of <laughs> is. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> are you asking me? Or are you, you... Uh, I, definitely... I am asking Dead Grant. Who oh. is more right? <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Akira? Um, well, definitely with what Grant was saying, that, you know, with everyone having different perspectives, um, and definitely with the show, and any time that you rewatch it, there's always something, you can always have a different takeaway from every, every rewatch, whether it's, you know, you watching it again 
just without having any conversation with any of any other fans. But then you have that conversation with the fans and you're just they'll point out something and you're just, oh, I never really thought about it that way. Um, and I remember having um, there was a conversation with someone had who had just started watching the show. And Grant, I think you might have been in this conversation, too. Um, but yeah, but uh, uh, she was saying, I don't think that she, I think she's more so in season one. But um, we were everyone was kind of just saying, you know, um, you know, don't feel bad about just now starting the show. Um, I can go back to season one and I'll probably still find something right. that I didn't yeah. pick up on right then and there. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's just one of the things I love about this show that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like if you binge watch it, you probably you get a lot more out of it. You know, it's hard week to week and stuff. It's mm-hmm. exciting and it's fun. I love that kind of like, oh, I can't I can't wait for next week for it to come. But um, a lot of people nowadays, you know, nobody watches in, in re- real time. You know, they just kind of like DVR it or record it and they'll watch it when they get to it and stuff like that. Um, but I think if you go back from and start rewatching from season one, you're going to have a completely different perspective and you're going to yeah. pick up on a lot of other things. Actually, um, yeah, actually, I, th- I have been doing that during the season. Especially when I've had those callback moments, I go, "Oh, have been going back and rewatched season one and just to put the, you know, really put the clues together." And it, it, it really does, uh, you know, obviously gives a deeper layer of, of viewership, and but also it just helps whenever things unfold as as the season has progressed. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, Sarah, maybe if you watch that scene again where Grant dies, maybe, maybe you'll shed a tear. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> you're, you're really funny right now. <laughs> I don't know why you want me to cry at that scene. I really don't get it, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you realize that you're not actually dead, right, Grant? <laughs> Like you yourself, right? You realize that, right? <laughs> the fictional version of you did die, but not you. Right. Okay. Well, as long as we're straight about that. Yeah, yeah. I know it's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's the what's 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 on the horizon for for, for live grant? Uh, haven't been a part of this show. I mean, what what you know? I gotta I gotta stop tweeting and start shopping for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. I, that's my break. That's my break. There's yeah. nothing on the set on the horizon yet. Uh, uh, but you know, it's back to the grind, like auditioning. You know, uh, uh, I'm just you know, I look forward to. I think you know, obviously, Mr. Robot is gonna be it. It was a great opportunity for me, and it'll continue forward and stuff like that. But right now, I just kind of like want to chill out, do nothing. Get <laughs> as many after shows about Mr. Robot as possible. Right? No. <laughs> but, but that's it. Yeah. 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 Sure. Cool. cool. All right, guys. Any final points before we close out? <sighs> um. Yeah, just going back to what I was saying with um, all the way back to the premiere saying that season three, like, like, guys, it was worth the wait. Yeah. Um, And again, just um, 
yeah, Grant, I just can't, again, like you say, with um, the cast and the crew putting so much of their heart and soul into the show. Um, thank you for that. Um, I mean, this whole, just what this show has brought to my life and other people's lives, like it's definitely something that's touched us. And yeah, I mean, yeah, just thank you for being a part of it sure. and for, yeah, talking to us. <laughs> no, thanks. I think that's a good point, though, that you make. Sometimes you, uh, a lot of audience members um, watch the show and they start feeling different things. And I think that's great. I think, you know, or, you know, it sparks like some kind of like feeling within them. Uh, and it could be good or bad. But anytime you feel anything like, you know, it's always a, a great reminder that we're alive and we're living and, and we you know, we should be grateful. Anyway, I am, I'm really trying not to read any subtext into that about me not crying <laughs> during your death scene. <laughs> okay. Well, your final point. <laughs> My final point. Well, uh, again, thank you for, uh, for joining us. Uh, I got to figure out what to watch now. Uh, Winston at a 10. <laughs> uh, this is yeah. really, it really has, you know, um, it, it, it's like the, you know, the appointment TV, for for a week and uh, like you know to Kara's point uh, you do get invested in these characters and and a, and a show and uh, yeah it's uh, not to sound all fanboy here but uh, yeah it's um, you know is yeah I'm gonna, I had to figure out what to watch on Wednesday nights at ten o'clock time time to binge time to binge all three seasons you have the Punisher still to get through my yes, friend yeah I know I got I to finish my God. home up there I do I do all right. Well, Grant, thank you for dying on the show. That was great. You're welcome. Um, tell the <laughs> listeners where they can find you in the real life. Um, they can find me on Twitter at Carrie Grant Chang, um, and also on Instagram at uh, my handle there is HipcatG or Facebook. I, it's really easy. Just Google, search me, and you can stalk me all you want. Kira, where can people stalk you? <laughs> they can stalk me on Twitter at HelloFriend, H3LL0FRI3ND1. And all, all that is replaying in my mind right now is an, episodes of, an episode of 13 Reasons Why that I was rewatching last night where they said everyone is a stalker. Um, so... Where can everybody stalk you, Will? You can stalk me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on both iTunes and SoundCloud. This was a lot of fun. Mr. Robot, Season 4, coming soon. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>